0: It's time, it's time, time time to get in the zone, time to
1: get in the zone
0: with the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. All right, we're going to pose the question, are we a little bit worried? I don't know that I am, but I want to start with positives first, because the defense overall didn't play well, but there were three plays that I want to highlight that changed the game in their own ways. The first was the goal line stand there Huge. when they stuff the Raiders inside the one or at the one yard line, whatever it was. And I want to highlight. Is Armstead that the Eric Armstead? Yeah. And, and McGill and McGill. <laughs> yeah. If you watch yeah. that, if you watch it on tape. Armstead throws his guy out of the way. McGill is coming around from the back because, because he gets, he gets pressure in there and they both kind of make that tackle for the stop. That was a gigantic play because if the Raiders score there, probably might not win, you know, who knows, but that was gigantic. The other one was Kerry Hyder getting his arm up and batting the ball. and Drake Jackson coming out with the interception, which led to three points. And then the last one was obviously Nick Bosa getting the pressure on Stidham that forced him to throw. He, the He ball.
1: bull rushed Colton Miller directly into him as he was stepping into that throw, because here's the thing. That would have been a completion that I, I that might've been a touchdown for, for reasons that, that we will get to, into in a second. But that was humongous outside yeah. of causing an interception the, that was huge. That was huge. It was huge. It was the biggest play were, of the game.
0: And those were the three plays. They were three huge plays. They were three mm-hmm. terrific plays um, that changed the game. And you need to make plays like that to win in the NFL for a defense. That's usually dominant. But in this game, I was like, did Jim O'Neill get in the booth? Did Eric Mangini speak <laughs> into the stadium? It was from kickoff. I was like, what defense am I watching? I saw a thing where both yeah. said, they said, it had like 10 pressures. I, I, I didn't see they had really any pass rush. That's why some of these PFF stats, I'm like, uh, okay, but I mean, Bose has been unbelievable. I'm not saying he's not, but this certainly wasn't one of his best games overall. And I don't Um, think he would say it was either. No, and he actually said, and good on him, he said after, you know, the NFL will um, humble you 100% of the time. 100%. Yeah, I'm looking at this as I hope that it's 100% of the time. Um, I'm looking at this as that I hope that it's a wake up call for them. I hope that it was just one of those games where they just say it just kind of sucked you know we just came in we were feeling ourselves a little bit but hey man they gave up 7.6 yards per play they gave up 130 yards on the ground they gave up 500 total yards and they gave up a lot of yards to Jarek enemy through for 365 and that's the second week in a row qbs have thrown for a lot of yards on them heineke and um combined for 289 the week before so there are some issues in the secondary. Lenore had a terrible game, this game. Terrible game. Huf- Hufunga has been spotty um, in terms of coverage. I don't know if the touchdown in this game, the first one, I don't know if it was because it looked like Lenore kind of got sucked in and then Hufunga had to peel back. I don't know whose fault that was on. But neither way, both of them are kind of – That was ticked.
1: Hufunga's fault. Uh, or am I thinking – The first uh, one The first one in the
0: game. The very first yeah. one they scored, it looked like Lenore bit on the play fake and ran in. and I, I, I don't know. I'd have to go back yeah. to see. But either way – they could both play better and yeah. the secondary is getting exposed a little bit. And when that pass rush isn't dominant, which it was not in this mm-hmm. game, you can see what happened. This was Jared. I mean, Monte Adams is freaking unbelievable. Some of the catches he had, but yeah. it is still the Raiders. This wasn't Mahomes. This wasn't Allen. This wasn't burrow. Mm-hmm. So it is a little concerning. I'm going to hope that it was just, you know what? We just kind of had a bad day, but it does at least where I thought that that unit was almost invincible. Now I'm kind of like, oh, there are some cracks in that armor, especially against a team like Philly if Jalen Hurts is is, is um, healthy. Last thing I'll say before I sorry, i let you comment. The rushing lanes they gave up to Stidham. both mentioned that too. I mean, yeah. you could drive a truck through them, and you do that mm. against the Jalen Hurts, even if you maybe do it against Daniel Jones. Not that I'm afraid yeah. of the Giants offense, but he of the imagination, but you can get yourself in trouble or play a game that's closer than it should be where one fluky thing can turn it.
1: Yeah. You know, the question is, are you concerned? Um, and, and, and my answer, like your answer was no. Um, I know going into this game, uh, my buddy, Tim, uh, his birthday is, is, was yesterday. He has a January 1st birthday. And so we celebrate new year's Eve with them every year. Uh, we go out and celebrate New Year's Eve and his birthday, and so this year uh, we uh, went out to a, a late dinner, and then um, we did Top Golf, and we were at Top Golf, and he's like, I'm "Worried about this game tomorrow?" and I was like, "Get out of here!" Like I am, I'm not worried in the slightest. Jarrett Stidham is is starting, like whatever, and he and he said, um, <clears throat> "I'm getting real 2019 Falcons vibes from this game," and I was like, "Nah," and he was right. And, and that whole game, I also realized, oh man, this is giving me 2019 uh, Falcons vibes. The the two main differences, the first one, you didn't have Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, but you did have Devontae Adams, and I'll get there in a second. Mm-hmm. The second, we actually had a quarterback who was up to it this time, and, and that's why they pulled out the victory, in my opinion. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo for for all the positives that he that he has, not, not terribly clutch. He's had some clutch moments, but for the most part, like that entire game, as they're down, as they're down multiple scores, I tweeted out, I said, I am not, I have no worries right now. I have no worries right now that Brock Purdy can't lead this team to, to a victory today, even down at as many as 10 points. Here's the one thing that concerns me, right? And and I'm trying to look it up now. Um, I did not. Um, I'm trying to figure out where the the Raiders are uh, in terms of their um, pass blocking efficiency. I'm, I'm wondering if they're if if they're one of the better pass blocking lines. I haven't been able to find it. I don't know. Like you said, this defense is built and predicated upon the D line creating pressure in the face of the quarterback. Mm-hmm. This defense does not work. If you are not getting pressure on the quarterback, because when you play zone coverage, the majority of the time, like they do, if you're not getting pressure on the quarterback, then there are soft spots in the zone that they can pick apart. And that's what Jared Stidham did. Here's my biggest concern. They signed Charverius ward in the offseason. And 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 I think why was they wanted somebody that when push came to shove and they faced a team with a number one wide receiver like Devontae Adams, they could put Traverse Charverius Ward on that number one receiver and feel way more comfortable than they have arguably since 2019 Richard Sherman. Although late season 2019 Richard Sherman, not as good as early season 2019 Richard Sherman. Devonte Adams won every matchup against Trevor Aries Ward. That's that, and that's that's the concern that I have. Right, is what happens if this team comes up against another squad with uh, 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 a clear-cut number one wide receiver like Devontae Adams? Now, if you look at the NFC playoff picture, it goes Eagles one, Niners two, Vikings mm. three, uh, Buccaneers four, Cowboys five. Giants six, currently Seattle Seahawks seven. The Green Bay Packers are in if they win on Sunday against the lions in Lambeau. Lions Mm -hmm. are not the same team away from from Ford Field that they are when they play at home. So I I, I think that's the likeliest scenario. A.J. Brown and the Philadelphia Eagles are, are to me are the only ones left because Justin Jefferson is a true number one, but they don't have anything else. They can't run the ball. Uh, Adam Thielen is a shell of himself. Yeah, I'm not like afraid you of TJ Hawkinson, right? Like I'm not. That's a different. That's a different situation. It's it really is. AJ Brown and the Eagles are really in the NFC. The only team that really poses that stud one number one wide receiver, where if if they can't figure out a way to stop him, that might you know, that might derail the defense. Mm-hmm. But again, as long as that defensive line can get home, then it's not nearly the issue that it was yesterday. The problem comes is, is when you combine those two. And so that's my biggest worry. My biggest worry is a team with a, a legit stud, number one wide receiver and, and a pass rush that goes against a, a, an offensive line that is that is good at pass blocking If they're not getting pressure, I I think they can get picked apart. But, but the 49ers offense is game, man. They are game. And that is the biggest difference is that I think this team and this defense needed this game. And, and, and I think uh, Bosa and Warner said, so, you know, in, in, in so many words that they needed this game as well. And I think they needed this game to know, Hey, you know what? we're going to have off days. We haven't had many. In fact, we could argue we've only had two when we've had all of our dudes, we've had two off days and and that chiefs game. They didn't even have all their dudes. So I guess you could say for the first time with all their dudes on defense, they had their first off day going to happen. Yeah. What, what the, the the question that got answered was if we have an off day, can we still win? And that answer was yes, because the offense was up to it. And that's, that's the biggest takeaway.
0: That was the difference. And to answer your questions on the Raiders line, they've only given up 29 sacks this year, which is seventh best in their sack percentage yeah. is five.
1: So they're a so good so pass blocking off pretty of good the line. pass blocking line. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, the, so the Niners, their two of their last three games. They've given up two of their three highest yardage totals of the season mm-hmm. to, they gave up 500 yards, which is second most um, Kansas city had over 500 and then 349 to the commanders, which was the third most. So and 349 is,
1: little, is not awful.
0: That's the It is not. No, but for that, yeah. it was 349. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you yeah. take that. But yeah. um, but like you said, the last three games, the last two games where they've given up a lot of yards, they've scored. They've put up 74 points, 37 each. So as long as they keep doing that, they're going to be fine. And, and again, as much as there were some things in this that can make you say like, ah, that was a little scary. I think the takeaway from it is like you said, the offense can answer the bell. The quarterback can answer the bell. The defense, even when they're not playing well, can still make plays where they need to to turn a game around. And that's that's the sign of a good team. So that, that's Absolutely. where we are with that. But, you know, next yeah. next or next show, we're already out of time for this show. Didn't even get into the playoff picture. So we'll get into that next week. And I want to get into our next show, I should say, uh, later this week. And I do want to talk more about the matchups in the playoffs and who can possibly exploit them when we do that. But we'll Absolutely. see, man. We'll talk. You know, also, I want to talk about next show a little bit. I want to talk about Mike McGlinchy who's playing pretty well. He's taking a lot of shit. And he's playing pretty well yeah i I, uh
1: so so hopefully uh so uh uh programming note uh for those that do watch uh at least through the beginning of february so through the 49ers super bowl run uh we will be having uh wednesday afternoon shows instead of thursday afternoon uh al's gotta i was gotta root on his his son uh and uh on on thursdays but uh, our hope for Wednesday is that we have Brad grand Brad Graham of the SF Niners on, uh, I've reached out to him. He's my O-line guru. I learned most of what I know about O-line play. I know from him. So I'll be a perfect question for him. Uh, real quick, before we do, uh, come out, uh, or head out, uh, this question was asked a couple times by Justin. I wanted to get to it. How worried does the wind streak make you all? Uh, I'm not worried at all. Um, I, I, I mean, I, is it difficult to 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 win that many games in the NFL 100% but they're not doing it in fluky ways like if 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 they were then i would be a little bit worried like well they've they've won 10 straight but like you know like the vikings where it's you know they have a negative point differential or whatever they've mm-hmm. won they've won 9 straight in pretty convincing fashion um outside of this raiders game so does it worry me no because Once the playoffs start, that streak is, I mean, people probably aren't even going to talk about it because it's a new season, right? That the playoffs are, are a new animal, a new season. I don't think the team thinks about it. I know that I'm not going to think about it, but I will say it does worry Zane. Zane has, Zane has, has been on record that it does worry him a little bit. So we'll allow Zane to worry about the win streak.
0: Uh, I know that I'm not going to. Yeah, and they did get their kind of crappy game, hopefully, out of the way, at least on the defensive side of the ball. So hopefully it's out of their system. But we will see, and we'll be back. We'll talk to you guys later this week, hopefully, with Brad. For Brian, i Later.